Hello and welcome to The View from the Crumbie, the Leicester Mercury's rugby podcast. And hello from me, Martin Croson, and I'm joined by Leicester Mercury's uh, rugby correspondent, Paul Jones. Hello, everybody. Uh, Paul, let's start uh, today with a comfortable-ish win in the Anglo-Welsh Cup, which looked like it was going to be even more comfortable at half-time until uh, Cardiff put in a, a spirited comeback in the second half. It ought to have been, 17-0 up at, uh, at half-time and, and Tigers weren't really challenged and don't quite know what was in the tea at the break, but um, it was a it was a different story. Um, sort of credit to Cardiff because they did sharpen up, and then they had to sharpen up because otherwise they would have been on the end of a, a real hiding. But um, yeah, Tigers were were lacklustre in attack, but having said that, there, there was some uh, some very solid work in in defence, and you sort of remember some hits from Fred Tuilangi and Tatafu Politanao and, uh, and one from Tom Brady even. So, yeah, there was there was good points throughout the game, but I think overall Tigers were a bit disappointed to come out with uh, without the bonus point, and it's not the first time we've said that this year. Uh, we were Earlier in the week, we were laughing and cringing in equal measures at that video of Pilotto now hammering somebody, and um, he certainly brings that... Um, Gain line aggression that Matt O'Connor seems to want from his squad. I think when um, when he was signed by Matt O'Connor and the press release that came out with that, uh, and Matt described him as fierce. I think we knew what to expect, and uh, he hasn't disappointed. Um, it's early days in his career at Tigers, and he has signed uh, quite a, a lengthy contract. And uh, I think over the course of the uh, the next couple of years, we're going to see some real value from the the Australian hooker. Uh, good man to talk to before and after games as well. And uh, you know he he doesn't leave anything out on the field. So because the Anglo Welsh is a as a vehicle for bringing young and uh, newish players into the squad and seeing what they've got. Let's ask you about what that first game, who stood out in that and what were the good parts for you in that performance? Uh, I'll catch your eye particularly. Well, it's, um, say there was another good game from Fred Tuilangi at, uh, at number eight. I think we, we know quite a lot about some of the people that are involved anyway. Um, people like Harry Wells, who obviously made a, a big impression last year and uh, has carried that on. Joe Maximu, I was impressed with him um, at the weekend. Jordan Oliverfella, he came in um, very briefly initially for, um, I think it was Gareth Owen while he was off for a, an HIA, but he scored a try during that period. and, uh, and Nice finish shot. as well. Very good finish, yeah, good finish to a good move and uh, we'd like to see more of that throughout the uh, the first team games, whether it's Anglo-Welsh or, or whatever. Um, George Worth we know about. Uh, ben White, who's away with England at the moment, we know yep. about. Uh, and Harry Simmons impressed me. He, he came on um, 20 minutes to go. The game definitely there to be won, uh, replacing Sam Harrison, who, as we know, always gives everything. Uh, and he, he didn't uh, he didn't let the side down in, in any any shape or form. And uh, he looks to me as a, as though he's going to be a very very bright prospect at the club. We know um, Harry Wells and George Worth and people like that have already been playing first team rugby for the club, but. Sort of those other guys you mentioned, are any of those getting close to a possible selection on a, a Premiership squad? I think the two scrum halves, um, Ben White and uh, Harry Simmons, won't be far away. Um, obviously, the huge competition that they've got with um, Ben Youngs and, and Sam Harrison, yeah. um, you don't see them shifting them immediately. But if the worst came to the worst and they did have to be called up to the first team squad, I don't see any uh, any issues there with them with them taking the place. Uh, Fred Tulangi, little bit of work to to go yet, but obviously a very very willing operator at um, at number eight or, or perhaps on the blind side. 
Uh, and Will Evans, I think a lot of Tigers fans will want to see Will Evans yeah. um, feature more. But I think as the the game stands at the moment, um, he's perhaps not best suited to uh, to his game. But uh, whenever he does go out on the field, he, he gives everything and he, he certainly makes a difference. So Tigers win coupled with um, a defeat for Newcastle at Bath means that the club are still in with a chance of reaching the semi-finals. And to do that, they'll have to better the result of Wasps. Um, sorry, uh, better the result of Newcastle this weekend. Newcastle playing Gloucester and Tigers away at Wasps on Sunday. Uh, what are the current permutations? And uh, realistically, are Leicester still in the fight? I think it's a tough one because Newcastle are at home to Gloucester. But as with everything in the anglo Welsh Cup, you don't know what side is going to turn out for, for any any team. And, uh, and Gloucester are uh, still in the mix as well, aren't Gloucester they? Gloucester are still in the mix. Uh, I think they're a point behind Bath in, in their table. So if they were to go up uh, with a strong side, turn Newcastle over, um, they might get through into the, into the uh, semi-finals. But... We look at that. Will Gloucester want to risk any top names, knowing that the following week they're at home to Tigers yeah. in the Premiership? So it's it's a very difficult one to guess at this stage. Um, everybody's talking about it as a development competition, and Jordan Murphy said this week that the policy would be very much uh, in terms of of continuing to blood younger players. Um, we have no reason to uh, to believe that not to be the case, especially when you've got so many guys away on uh, on on international duty, whether with the senior teams or under twenty teams. Yeah. Okay. And and also similarly difficult to predict what sort of squad Leicester might put out because traditionally they've put the strongest squads out for home games. They're away this week, so it might err towards a, a less less strong squad. But at the same time, they're still in with a shout of semi final, and they're also playing local rivals Wasps at the same time. It's a tough one to call, isn't it, Jordan? Jordan said that the the derby issue didn't come into it at all for for this week, but. Uh, having said that, Tom Brady then said afterwards that uh, the carrot was there, the incentive was there, that if Tigers do play well, then there's a semi-final berth and, and then possibly a final place at, at stake for them. So I think it comes down to performance, doesn't it? If the performance is, is a good one, is the right one, then it's probably going to be a, a, a win. But they're probably going to need a bonus point as well, and that's that's difficult. Yeah. Uh, that's a difficult one when you're away from home. And that's a lunchtime kickoff Sunday. Lunchtime, one o'clock at the Rico, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a very open game because I think both sides will come with the attitude that, well, Tigers, Tigers want to win whatever the setback yeah. performance, but yeah. Wasps are at home and and they they will want to come back from a, a sixty six seven battering at London Irish yeah, the previous week. Score. That game, it's um, it's the hundred and fiftieth anniversary of the birth of Tom Crumby today on here on February the first when we're recording this podcast. The former secretary of Leicester Tigers and also the name behind the very famous Crumby stand that so many people sit and stand in every week at Welford Road. It just got us thinking about the sort of atmosphere that you can get in that Crumby stand. And I've been looking to watch um, and report on rugby in lots of venues around the world, and I don't think that there's many atmospheres as good as it's created by. That crumby stand. What do you think, Paul? Having done the same, I, I think the uh, the atmosphere generated in the crumby at times is is absolutely uh, fantastic, uh, and you know, spine tingling is the word that uh, that I would use. Uh, I think a couple of years back, um, Tigers played Toulon at home in a, a European Cup game. I think it was a Sunday evening. Uh, I don't think it was a full house, but the crumby was was full. 
and the atmosphere generated on on that occasion was yeah. was absolutely that noise when the immense. players runs out it's amazing was, isn't it well you know run out to smoke on the water is not a better intro in uh, in music for me so um that that always inspires and uh, i think it inspires the guys as well knowing that they've got however however many people on the terrace and and in the seats behind them and they are they're, they're totally committed to tigers i remember always asking players about what it's like to play there and they always say that when you're standing underneath that stand waiting to go out and the fans are stamping their feet on the floor and the place is rocking um, it's unlike any place I've ever been to. And I remember one day leaving the press bench and going under the stand to stand next to where the players come out just before kickoff, just to experience that. And it really was truly, like you say, spine-tingling moment. And uh, I think it's that that sort of atmosphere which makes it very unique in these days of um, bowl stadiums and lots of people playing at clubs, playing at football stadiums. That there really isn't anywhere like that around. It is unique. Um, I, I'm sure it's not the most comfortable of uh, of stands on the on the circuit, but in terms of atmosphere, it, it is. It's, not second to none. It's it's streets ahead of anywhere uh, in in this country, as far as I'm concerned. I think Gloucester is uh, yeah. a good place where you, you get an atmosphere from the shed. Um, Bath, uh, it's a it's a little bit rickety, dare I say, in that in that main stand, but yeah. it generates good noise. Um, we both know what it's like at, uh, at Saints on Derby Day. It's uh, yeah. it's uh, raw passion there. Uh, great facility at Franklin's Gardens, but. For me, Tigers is, is still the number one atmosphere uh, in in English rugby union by uh, by a long way. Uh, and what about abroad, Paul? So we mentioned before we started the podcast, I was mentioning that um, the atmosphere at Claremont I've been a couple of times is astonishing. Before they played Tigers in European Cup games, and the whole of the crowd is standing up, waving flags, all dressed in yellow, and the stand literally rocks on the side where the press bench is, which is a, a fantastic experience to be part of. Um, for you and where you've been so far, Munster. Munster again. I've got to use that spine tingling uh, phrase because uh, when the Munster fans get behind their side and uh, before the game, when they uh, when they sing the anthem of um, stand up and fight, that is truly truly awesome. And to be to be in the uh, opposing camp when that happens is uh, uh, a little bit scary from a sporting point of view. And you can imagine. Um, uh, a lot of teams are probably beaten before the actually a game is kicked off, given the atmosphere that can be yeah. generated at Tolman. Having said that, you know, um, passionate fans, but I found them to be very fair, very fair supporters as well, and and there to watch a, a good game of rugby. Obviously, they they want their team to win, but uh, beyond that, I think they they want to uh, to see a, a decent game. And that's what matters. That'd be interesting to get your views, actually, if you wanted to comment in the, the box below the podcast here or even write to myself or Paul, Paul Jones at LeicesterMercury.co.uk and Martin Croson at LeicesterMercury.co.uk. Let us know what you think um, the best atmosphere at the grounds you've been to. It'd be very interesting to hear from you all. Um, for the time being, that's it from us this week. Um, we'll be back next week to pull the bones out of the Anglo-Welsh as we look forward to what's going to be an absolutely massive premiership game for the club uh, away at Gloucester the following week. So... For me, Martin Croson, it's goodbye. And it's goodbye for me as well.